so this morning, uh, we're doing things a little, little bit differently, uh, and we're going to read from a few different places in Scripture, um, as we think this morning are in the theme of being thankful um, to God for the, the blessings and the things that He, um, he gives us so freely. Um, and this morning, we're going to begin by reading just one small verse from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to read from verse 18. Um, it'll be in the Pew Bible of about 988, or it'll be in the screens before you um, as well. So that's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to read just verse 18 um, this morning for a few moments. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So as we said this morning, we're going to think for a few moments um, about being thankful, especially in the back of the kind of last few weeks and even since summer that we've seen as a church. I know that many of you have said and testified that you just, as a church, we feel like we've gone to another level or there's God's been at work. We've known his blessings, been so many amazing things that have been happening within the congregation, especially within the young people. Um, someone was saying to me, it was like a wee mini revival with the youth, which is amazing, and we pray God more, and um, let that be the case. But we don't want that just to be with the young people, we want that to be for all of us. We all want to be revived, we all want to feel closer to God in our walk, and um, we, want, we want to take a moment just now, though, and just to, to draw breath and, and thank Him. Um, I, I preached a number of years ago on, on the, the, the story that we read in, in one of the Gospels, where Jesus has healed these ten lepers, and only one comes back to thank Him. We don't want to be that like the other nine. We don't want to be the other nine lepers who run off and we're just so busy about all these things. That, oh, it's amazing. We've known new life. We've, we've known the blessing of God drawing close. We've known Jesus' hand upon us. But in the midst of all that, actually, we, we forget to turn back and be like that one leper who comes back and says, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. So I want this morning for us to do things a little bit different. Um, I know you're thinking, how are we going to survive? We're going to be Presbyterians, and look what we're doing. We're sitting around tables with cups of coffee in our hands, and I'm going to use a word that's going to freak some of us out this morning and maybe make us feel really uncomfortable. That's okay. Um, and that word is that we're going to be a little bit interactive in our service. <gasps> Perish the thought. Perish the thought. We're going to be a little bit interactive um, and some of you will be sitting there going, oh no, I knew I shouldn't have come to church. Why did I come? What does this mean? What does interactive mean? Well, don't worry, it's not going to be too interactive. Um, but in, later on in our service, I want us just to stop and just to speak to the people around us and, and maybe just mention a couple of things that we're thankful for um, in this moment in our lives. Because there's always something, as First Thessalonians says, in all circumstances, so not just in the good moments. Do you know, I really do think that it's a sign of, of maturity of faith that even when life is really hard, that we can see, do you know what, God, I thank you for this. I thank you for this blessing because there's always something to give thanks to God for. And I want us this morning to think about gratitude. Think about being a, a thankful people. What does it mean to be a people of gratitude? What does it mean to be a people who are thankful I think sometimes we think that gratitude is, and even thankfulness is something that we, we do. We all know when we've got children or young people, we try and teach them their manners, you know, remember your pleas and your thank yous. But see if, if we're just saying that word, you know, that, 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 that word thank you needs to be part of the fruit of actually the posture of our hearts. We can say the word thank you and actually that doesn't mean we're the 
we're people who know what it means to be thankful. You know, so we're not just thinking about saying thank you to God this morning. We want to be a people who are thankful. And that's a posture. That's just not fruit that we just, words that we just throw about, you know, thank you God for this, thank you God for that. That needs to be fruit from something that happens within us. That actually we, we are people who have a heart posture of gratitude. Gratitude is more than just saying thank you. And the believer, the follower of Jesus, should be someone who is quick to give thanks. Why? Because it's the posture of our hearts. It is the posture of our hearts. We should be quick to give thanks. We, the, the follower of Jesus should be someone who is keen to give thanks. We should be ready to be thankful to God for the blessings that he gives us. And someone who wants to give thanks in all times, in all circumstances. There's a word that's been banded about by a lot of churches at the moment because of the amount of change that we're seeing, especially in the C of S. There's a huge, um, there's a word that keeps getting used about we need to change this part of the church. And that word is culture. There is a problem within the culture of the Church of Scotland. And a lot of ministers in training, I made up with a number of younger ministers who have, and I don't mean age, I mean people in length of service, people who have only been in ministry for about five years, and we would ask, you know, what do you feel that you've been neglected in your training? What are things that we should have taught you when you're going into ministry? And part of what I said was to be dealing with culture change. How do we change culture? Because if we look at the Church of Scotland, we know that things aren't looking too good. They're not that bright at the moment. All we're seeing is decline. All we're hearing is bad news stories. Praise the Lord that the CFS have been able to share some good news stories about what God is doing here. The, the baptism of Jack was shared on Facebook by the CFS. It's over 7,000 views on Facebook. Over 7,000 people have watched Jack get baptized. Praise the Lord. But there needs to be a culture shift within us. And, and what do I mean by culture? In the most simplistic way, it's the way we are, the way we do things, the way we act, the way we are together in this place. And part of that culture that I, I want to see change, and, and actually I want us to be trailblazers with this, is that I want us to have a culture of gratitude. I want to be a people who are thankful I want us to strive towards being a culture of, of people who, who thank God for what he's doing. We're not like those nine lepers, but we're like that one. God, thank you. We're seeing this. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God, for that. That we're not too busy doing things and running around like headless chickens, but actually we can take stock. We can take breath. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that the church is full this morning. Don't focus on the things that we don't have. Don't be a donut. You know, focus on what God has given us. There's so much for us to celebrate. We don't want to be a people who don't take things for granted. We don't want to be a people who just expect things. All that kind of, I think, comes out of a heart of, of bitterness, a heart that, 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 that expects that, you know, I deserve this. None of us deserve any of this. It's all part of mercy. I think that needs to, and being a people who are thankful and that have a posture of gratitude. And we want that to be felt by those who are around us. When was the last time we thanked someone in the church for something that they did for us? Just taking a moment, you know, thank you for the tea and coffee this morning. It's so, it's so simple. But often we just expect the tea and coffee is going to get served. There's people who come up early and get it done. Thank you for putting the tables here. Thank you, Pat, for coming up and opening every Sunday for us. 
There's things that are so simple and it's so easy to do, but that needs to be fruit of a much deeper and bigger work that God does in our hearts, which is bend us towards a posture of gratitude. We don't just expect them. We don't take things for granted, but actually that God makes us a people who are thankful. I wonder if we saw a graph of, you know, if, if we had two graphs and, and the first was people who prayed to God in hard and difficult times, how high that graph would be versus those who came back and thanked God for answer to prayer. I think that would be a, a frightening and saddening, saddening statistic. Are we quick to thank God and, and bless him? As quick, are we as quick to do that as we are to thank him and, and to ask him for things? I felt really convicted a few months ago in my prayer time where, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, I was moaning about something about our church, but I'm not going to tell you what it was because that doesn't need to be, doesn't need, you don't need to know that, but I was moaning about something about our church. We're not perfect, are we? We know that. And I was moaning and I was praying to God about it, and, and, and it wasn't even in a place of, you know, God break through in this. It was actually just, it was just moaning. It was just a moan. And actually, that, that's not helpful. And it was just me. It was coming from a place of bitterness, if I'm honest. And I felt God say to me in my prayer time, you don't thank me and you don't mention all the blessings I've given you. I hit me like a ton of bricks. Because I'm so quick to notice the things that aren't right in this place. I'm so quick to notice the things that are wrong in this place. I'm so quick to notice the things that we need to work on in this place. And actually, sometimes that comes to the expense of me seeing what God has done, where God has broken through, where God is at work. And actually, that's a whole culture shift. That's a whole posture shift in my heart that God needs to do. And I pray that he does do and that he is doing. Why is it that we're so quick to mention the one or two negative things and give thanks for the hundred blessings that God even been able to meet here this morning? Isn't it amazing that we can meet freely in this place without fear of arrest or torture or persecution or death? When other brothers and sisters in the world, they don't have that blessing. But we do. And we take it for granted. Why is that? It's because we're human. Now, I'm not saying that we need to ignore the parts of our church that aren't 100%, not at all. We do need to work on them. And we pray that God helps us in those areas. But friends, don't let those negative things dictate our heart posture. And then there are those people in life that we meet and they're just negative all the time, aren't they? <laughs> they, they, they? They've never got anything good to say. And actually, again, that's a posture shift that God needs to do in their heart. God, remind us of whose we are and the blessings that you give us. Let's turn now to Psalm 126. Again, the words will appear on the screen before you. And we're just going to read a couple of verses from Psalm 126 before we do our <gasps> interactive part of our service. Don't worry, this is going to be a once in a blue moon thing, so not, it's not every Sunday. So Psalm 126, just reading two, two verses from them. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Friends, we can echo what the psalmist says here this morning in this place. We can echo the thanks that we should be lifting to God. We can say, God in Sandy Hills Parish Church has done great things. He is doing great things. He is at work. Even if we just look back, even just in the last two weekends as a sample size, we saw two young men get baptized. Two young men give their life to Jesus and say, I'm all in. 
We're blessed to see three new members of our church family with Alan and Elaine and Jack. Isn't God good? In a day and an age where so many CFSs are looking at such decline that God, for whatever reason, in his mercy and in his sovereignty, has put his hand upon us and is blessing us. Let us give thanks to God. He has done and he is doing great things in this place. So here comes the interactive part of our service. And the teens are going to give me a wee hand just now, guys. So if you can come forward. And they're going to hand out um, bits of paper and a pen. And so just take a handful of, of each and just go around and hand them out to tables. Just whatever I need. So, just so you know what you're doing, um, if you just take a few moments just in, in silence and in, in stillness um, and just reflect on something that you want to give thanks to God for. Um, in all circumstances, I know that some of us are going through really hard moments in life, but there is always something to thank God for, for what he's doing. So if you could just take a few moments, then after a few moments, if you could just write it down on your bit of paper. Um, and then once uh, we've done that for a few moments, we'll just... Uh, has everyone got pens? You need more pens? There's some on that table. Has everyone got a bit of pen and a bit of paper? Yeah? They need pens, I think, at the back as well. Need more paper? So if you can just write down something that you're thankful to God for, um, that would be amazing. And then in a few moments, we'll just share those things at our table. Um, but just take a moment now just to write it down. You don't have to write your name. It can be anonymous. Um, hands up. If you need pen or paper, then please put your hand up and one of the young people will be able to get to you. Yeah, you can do it as well. Yeah, Make sure you have some for yourself. If you've got more than one thing to thank God for, Sandra, you write it down. <laughs> Front and back if you want. <laughs> yeah, you can write down as many things as you want. <laughs> and then Mike's just going to play a wee video for us. Um, a wee song, sorry. Uh, you don't need to look at the lyrics. You can just listen to them. And at your table, if you can just... If you feel comfortable, just share what you've written down with the, the people that are around you. And don't be an air hog. Don't hog all the air time. Um, be, please be sensitive. That, try and let uh, everyone share if, if they want to. So, um, and we can just share these things with the people that are around us that we're thankful to God for. So we're just going to play a song. I think it's Great Things, is it? Um, and we'll listen to this. And at the same time, we'll kind of chat in our tables about what we're thankful to God for.
So I'm just going to invite the young people forward again, please, and they're going to come around and grab your pens. And if you, we would love to be able to just thank the Lord for the things that you're thankful for. So if you feel comfortable um, and you want to put your, your wee note in the basket, that's great. If you want to keep it for yourself, you can do that as well. But we'd love to, we'd love to see what you're thankful for. So they're going to come around with a basket and they can put um, the bits of paper. Adam, I'll give you, give you one of them. Amazing. So, just as we okay, we'll gather back in there. If that's okay. Um, so. It sounded like there was lots to be giving thanks to God for around the table, so that's amazing. So look forward to reading the bits of paper and, and hearing from yourselves. Yeah, you can just chuck them over there. That'd be great. Thank you. Um, so just as we um, kind of begin to come to the end of our, our service, I'm just going to read a couple more verses from Hebrews, because um, I think actually this, th- this should be the thing that shapes us as, as people, and I think this is the, the beginning of that 
shift in our posture of our hearts to becoming a people of gratitude and, and of, of people who are thankful to the Lord. I think sometimes we make the mistake that, that gratitude becomes circumstantial, that actually that we allow thankfulness to be dependent upon the season that we're in or the situation that we find ourselves in, rather than it being a posture that we adopt. And we can't, and the Bible encourages and tells us this, that we can't be a people that allows what happens around us to shape us. That actually we as people aren't shaped by the things that go on around us. We as people are shaped by Christ and his gospel and his kingdom. But often we do let circumstances dictate how we respond to life, don't we? We do let that happen. And and when that happens, often what tends to be the, the long-term result of that, when we allow circumstances to begin to shape us, we can become a bitter person. Bitterness takes hold of us. Rather than being thankful to God and allowing us to have a posture of gratitude, which comes from what? Our identity. This all starts with our identity as God's people. What is your identity and who and what and where you find your belonging and, and your, the place that you find yourself coming from is what shapes you, which is why we can't let our circumstances shape us. We need to let God's kingdom shape us. And I want to very quickly this morning to read two verses from Hebrews chapter 12, which says this, verse 28 to 29. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Very quickly, the Bible speaks about two kingdoms. It speaks about two spiritual kingdoms that we're and we're all part of one or the other. By default, we all find ourselves being part of the first kingdom, which is the kingdom of darkness. The, the kingdom of darkness, and that we find ourselves in that by default when we're born because of sin. We're born with this problem of sin. But when Jesus came, it's like that prophecy in Isaiah, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. There's a second kingdom that came, the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. And actually, when we come to Christ in faith and repentance for our sins, he takes us from that kingdom of darkness and he makes us a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And actually, that is the kingdom that cannot be shaken. That is who we are. That is where we belong to. It's what we are receiving. We're receiving this kingdom that cannot be shaken. So as God's people, we should always be grateful for our faith, for salvation, for God's kingdom, breaking through that kingdom that we are receiving still. We've not entered into it in its fullness yet, but there's a day coming, and we thank God for that. Even if your body is sore and you're in pain, you know, what would it look like for us to go, but God, I thank you that there is a day coming, but actually all things will be well. And all will be made pure. And when we come to Jesus in faith, he takes us from that kingdom of darkness and he takes us into this kingdom of light. And if you're in Christ this morning, that is who you are. You are a citizen of heaven. You're already seated with Christ in the heavenly places. That is where your identity comes from. Yes, we walk the earth like every other person does, but actually we have a hope that is cannot be shaken, will never be stolen from us. 
There is a kingdom coming, coming that will never, ever, and cannot be shaken. We live in a world, and we know it, that is always shaking. It's not secure. It crumbles at the least thing that happens. But thanks be to God that that is not where we find ourselves belonging to. But actually, we are part of this kingdom that will never be shaken. It is our, ident- our identity as redeemed people saved by Christ. And look at what the certainty that the writer of Hebrews can say is, therefore, and when we see a therefore, we ask, what's it there for? He's been speaking about a kingdom that cannot be shaken, about the, the, the maturity that we see in believers, and he ends with this. Let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So even if your life of everything seems to be falling around you this morning and everything seems to be going the wrong way and things seem to be really hard and there's difficulties, if you're in Christ this morning, you can be thankful and grateful that you're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And there is no circumstance or situation that you will go through in this life that can steal that from you. That is yours, secured by the blood of Jesus. And the writer of the Hebrews letter paints how we as God's people should be in response to this. We should be grateful. We should be thankful. And part of this is about maturity. And part of this is the outworking of unity in the body of Christ as well. The amount of churches and Christians who fall out because they're all there for a different reason Some come for this committee, some come for this social gathering, some come for the pink curtains, and some come for the cushions on the pews. There's a variety of reasons why people come. I say those examples flippantly, but we know what I'm talking about. But Jesus needs to be the reason. He has to be. We have to be thankful for all that he has done and all that he is doing. And when we're united with the understanding that we are receiving and that we are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken, we're to adopt a posture of gratitude. We want to see a culture cultivated in this place that is one of thankfulness and gratitude for all that God has done. A grateful heart is a heart that worships. A grateful heart is a heart that is quick to thank God. A grateful heart is a heart that is soft. A grateful heart is a heart that loves. A grateful heart is a heart that has its eyes fixed upon heaven. Friends, this is more than us just being a people who say thank you every now and again. This is about us giving God glory for what he has done and the glory that he alone deserves. So let us be in this place a people who are quick to thank God, not just by the words that we say, but by the posture of our hearts. And I truly believe that as we seek to cultivate a a culture here in Sandy Hills that is one of honor, that is one of of thankfulness and one of gratitude. People want to be around that. Why? Because it is so different from anything else that we find in this world. We know what business is like. We know what employment can be like. We know what the social structures of this world can be like. We see what parliament and politics is like. We're called to be different. We're called to stand different and stand out and see if we are a people of gratitude and one who honors each other That is so different from anything else that this world has to offer. And it all starts with our attitude and our worship to King Jesus, the King of glory. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you 
We thank you, we thank you. Lord, as the psalmist says, that if we were to try and begin to name the blessings and number the blessings, Lord, they are but can be numbered. There are too many of them. For the air that we breathe, for the electricity in this place, for the chairs we're sitting on, Lord, so many things that we take for granted for the security of being able to worship in this place, Lord. And we can even, we can go deeper than that for the spiritual things that you're doing in this place as well. We thank you for new birth and new converts and new life and uh, lives rededicated and people standing up saying, I'm following Jesus for baptisms, Lord, for, for new members. We thank you for communion that we'll celebrate to next week, God willing. God, we thank you for all the things that are happening in this place and it's all because of you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Or let us in this place be a people who love each other well, who speak well to one another, who thank each other, who are not quick to criticize, who are quick to give thanks, not focusing on the one or two negative things, the things that we don't have. But God, help us to, to see and to remember the blessings that you are giving us in this place through your mercy and your grace. So, Father, we thank you for all that you're doing. And Lord, as we spend some time together after our service, Lord, may we just love each other well. And may there be a sense of celebration and joy. May there be a posture of gratitude. For you alone are worthy. Let me ask these things in your precious name. Amen.